This isn't fair. Everyone else seems to trust me now. What is it with you? Oh, everyone trusts you now? I was the first person to trust you, remember? Back in Ba Sing Se. And you turned around and betrayed me. Betrayed all of us. What can I do to make it up to you? You really want to know? Hmm. Maybe you could reconquer Ba Sing Se in the name of the Earth King. Or, I know, you could bring my mother back. Flamio Hotman, welcome to the Ember Island podcast. This is the show where two fans of Avatar The Last Airbender talk about every single episode. I'm Leslie. And I'm Barbara. And today we're talking about book three, chapter 16, The Southern Raiders. Woo, revenge! Yes, yeah, some dark shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, this episode is heavy, but before we get into the heaviness and Katara's field trip with Zuko, AKA the one that all Zutar fans have waited for and dreamed of. Forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about our spoiler policy? Yes. So we are three quarters of the way through with book three, the final season of Avatar The Last Airbender. You should have watched the entire series by now. Or else us talking about this is going to spoil everything? <laughs> Why haven't you watched it, guys? Especially by now. Every single episode, I tell you to watch it. So, yeah. um, we are going to be spoiling things that happened this episode. Things that happened previous episodes. And definitely things that happen in the future. Up to the finale. So, heavy, heavy spoilers ahead. All right, so to sum up what this episode is about, uh, Katara is still pissed at Zuko. Yeah, <laughs> Katara is still pissed at Zuko, and uh, Zuko learns about the people who killed Katara's mother. So he, now that he has that intel, he teams up with Katara to so that Katara can go get revenge for her mother who was killed by this man that Zuko knows. Wow, this is a terrible summary. <laughs> Zuko helps Katara to find the man who killed her mother. Long story short. Yeah, because because Zuko was raised in a healthy, loving environment. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> so it's so it makes sense that he would definitely urge um, Katara to violently act out revenge. <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally understand the viewpoints of everybody who is making an argument for this debate. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, this is a really good episode. This is like a really good Katara-centric episode. Um, you get to see the side of Katara that I like that gets explored <laughs> periodically. Yeah. <laughs> the darker, uh, slightly reckless um I don't want to say grudge holding. I don't think that's the right word, but um, uh, yeah, she steadfast, <laughs> stubborn, stubborn yeah. in her beliefs. Yes, <laughs> except this is way better than like when they try to do this in the Painted Lady and stuff. And yeah, they did a lot better in the Bloodbending one, but this is yeah. like pinnacle Katara episode for me. I really like this one a lot. 
And uh, of course, as a middle schooler, when this episode first aired, who was all about the Zutara fandom, this was the greatest thing ever. Like the trailer for book three that just showed scenes of Katara and Zuko and like ninja outfits together and... doing things. I was living. So <laughs> I oh oh okay. So after the painted lady episode, I really thought that there was going to be a a episode where um the blue spirit and the painted lady went out and did stuff together. Oh my god, that, would that never so happened. Cool. I know it probably but happened in fan fiction. Fan fiction you know writers, I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we know you've done it. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. That's such a great idea. Yeah. So, yeah, let's just dive in. So this episode opens a little weird at first glance you wouldn't know that this is about katara getting revenge for her mother's death because we're kind of continue this is the first 10 minutes of this episode is more of a continuation of the last episode mm -hmm. uh so everyone's sleeping peacefully all is well the cheery music is playing up in the sky and bam here comes azula and her fire nation blimps uh still clearly pissed off from May and Tylee betraying her just a couple hours ago, <laughs> timeline-wise, I guess. <laughs> um, I love how every single character sleeps differently. And mm -hmm. that's, that is a wonderful stylistic choice that they didn't have to do because it's only a few seconds long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, so, so, so um, they all... They all wake up and then um they put down these metal wall barriers that that I kept on debating why were they there? So um so you think maybe thought, like I don't know okay, here's my first thought. M maybe like depending on the order of when Sozin wipe started wiping out the airbenders like maybe hit up southern air temple first and then northern air temple like maybe during that time the other temples were catching wind of what was going on and created some defense mechanisms well, prior that, to the arrival well that could make sense but he would totally hit the western air temple first since it's oh yeah because it's the closest right the yeah yeah but um what i was thinking is that okay assuming that the Fire Nation is a it is a like island nation that has a like tropical climate. What other island nation that has a tropical climate that isn't Japan that that has a lot of volcanoes do we know of? There are up there are a, a a bunch of islands right near the equator, um, Hawaii stuff like that. And what do they get? hurricanes monsoons what if the metal walls are there to help protect against hurricanes because okay. everything's open air i maybe this is this is just the florida bias coming <laughs> through where everything's because of hurricanes yeah Be yeah i mean because it doesn't make sense that they put it up themselves it could be yeah that's a definite possibility or you, you know Maybe they did just put it up for defense in the event an attack of some kind happens. Even yeah, like, but where would where would they get the metal? 
don't know. When they migrate over to Fire Nationville and ask for some metal back yeah. when things were peaceful. <laughs> and uh yeah. Um, a very very minor thing there's a lot more that happens in some yeah yeah so azula's here she's clearly started to go a little uh a little crazy um yeah so to celebrate being an only child (laughs) yeah yes yeah (laughs) okay yep so So good (laughs) yeah so she's losing it uh so during this time they're throwing like these giant grenade things i don't know what to call them like giant canisters that just like explode on impact yeah uh yeah and and doing so it starts to cause the parts of the temple to collapse and some rocks are like falling from the ceiling and katara is about to get hit by one of them <laughs> uh zuko yeah. saves her before she gets hit <laughs> He's like holding her on the ground because he's defending her from the rocks. And she's like, What are you doing? Like, I'm keeping rocks from crushing you. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I'm not crushed, so you can get off me now. He's like, Okay, yeah. I'll take that as a thank you. Ooh, steamy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I I I wrote Zuko saves Katara. Katara hates um, <laughs> some Tara fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, look, I'm just trying to appease the fans out there. <laughs> I've wanted this all along. Oh, my God. I, mean, I wanted this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Aang is a child. Zuko's yep. a, 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 the, the closest thing we have to a man. He's, be, he's not a man. <laughs> the ripe age of 17 max at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Zuko will them off. Yeah. It's like the Avatar fandom is quite an unusual specimen. We, I think the fandom tends to agree on most things regarding what are the best episodes and what are the worst episodes. Like everyone collectively agrees the Great Divide is like the worst, but the the one divide is just the shipping war. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just nice and frustrating at the same time, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, so this fight is raging on and... Zuko decides to go hold off Azula while the rest of the group evacuates in the, and, in the meantime. And Sokka's hair is down. Yeah. Which, yet again, I like because be, be, because Sokka puts his hair up during the day. His hair wouldn't look the same when he just woke up from sleeping. I just really like the details, guys. Mm-hmm. No, it's nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Zuko does this crazy ass jump like okay so there's this pillar falling and then Zuko like runs up on this pillar as it's falling and then like leaps like hundreds of feet (laughs) across the way while there's like fire shooting out everywhere trying to land on the blimp that Azula's on insane jump commended unfortunately doesn't quite make it and like falls and we think he and oh no I guess he's dead yeah (laughs) they do this fake out like <laughs> well um, he taught ang firebending ang's, yeah. ang's good now <laughs> i'll oh. take your word for it yeah, yeah. Um, ang just knows firebending now so mm-hmm. he fight the fire lord it's, it's yeah cool. it's fine <laughs> it's like yeah. so when zuko 
the, yeah, not the most dignified death, but yeah. <laughs> but anyway, while we think he's dead, the rest of the gang is trying to evacuate. Uh, and in the process, they're realizing, oh gosh, I guess we have to split up. And um, well, what happens is that um, uh, the earthbenders make a tunnel uh, out of the side of the Western Air, Air Temple to go through the mountain. And and everyone's fine going in except Appa, who's yeah. who still has PTSD from Bossing Say. Yep. Um yeah, he's so claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. I like that so they keep sad. that nugget. It it makes I'm sense. So Dolly. And Appa just 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 won't go through. And I love how how Appa's struggles and and Appa's feelings matter so much to Aang mm -hmm. and the team. Yeah, I find that really heart really heartwarming. It's really sweet. So because of this, the gang realizes they're gonna have to split up. So all the characters that we don't need <laughs> yeah. proceed to go through the cave and to God knows where. Did they ever say where they were going? Um, no. <laughs> so, so they just go. <laughs> yeah, they are going away. Um, yeah. and, and I don't know. Okay, so I didn't have a problem with this until you just mentioned it. <laughs> I just so, thought of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, um, Katara and Sokka are saying bye to their dad. And I wrote... And Oh no! I was I'm just as upset as Katara that Hot Dad is leaving. Yeah, Hot Dad. Oh no! Um, and um, they don't have a meeting place. They they don't say. Remember me at the Fire Lord's Palace. <laughs> yeah, five o'clock in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I get that it's that that it's quick maybe they maybe they had that conversation off screen of hey yeah. if we ever get separated remember we all we all meet at the snow cone station you know sure yeah <laughs> makes sense yeah yeah so i guess wherever they went they were fine because they come back in the finale oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but um They're fine. yeah but goodbye hot dad so and along with Bye. hot dad or Hoda. along with hakoda uh Haru goes with them. Bye, um Teo goes. Bye, uh oh, what's his name? The Duke goes. And um Hi, the Duke, you're my favorite. Yeah, oh and, and, yeah. <laughs> and Jitsang, who Bye, I doubt, Tom. yeah, even though he introduced himself as the new guy <laughs> at the end oh, of last yeah. episode. It's like dang it, I'm leaving already. <laughs> and I don't think we ever see him again. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah and uh suki is now a yeah. new i guess official member of the group because she's in it for the remainder of the show with yes. the main gang yeah because yeah zuko and suki's have have got some uh Sokka and suki oh yeah Sokka and suki <laughs> zuko and suki yeah Sokka and suki have That's some uh, yeah that oh. would be an interesting pairing <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, both of them. Um, uh, they would not be, be a little awkward. Yeah, Sokka. 
uh-huh. yeah, but rough buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> yep. But Saka and Suki have got some uh chemistry. Uh, they, yes, they've got some snuggling to do, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk we'll get to it later. <laughs> oh my god. Uh so while that's going on, uh turns out, surprise, it goes fine. What? No way. <laughs> Conveniently landed on another blimp somehow. <laughs> just so dramatic. And I know. And he just rises up to meet his sister. I know. (laughs) They're just like staring each other down as the blimp rises up. And there's like, it's really cloudy too. So it's like he's coming out of the clouds. (laughs) And then he goes for the jump again. This time it's successful and uh, reaches Azula. And then the two start fighting. Notably, Zuko is able to go toe to toe with Azula at this point is not completely getting his ass whooped. Mm -hmm. Um, They are both hitting each other blow for blow. Both of them evenly matched. Yeah. Suko's doing a lot of cool defensive moves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And ultimately, they, in, I guess, Voldemort, Harry Potter, wand beam style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they each release a fire blast at the same time. And uh, they both clash, which causes them to repel backward. And each of them end up falling off the blimp. Uh, Zugo ends up getting saved by Katara. Well, that was yeah. nice of her, enough to <laughs> catch him uh, while they're all flying in Appa. And cut to Azula, who's like in free fall in like the weirdest position. She's like <laughs> flailing and spinning around. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zuko's like, she's not going to make it. And then cut to her doing that cool um, firebending jet boost move. Yeah, which propels her. Propels to propels to the cliffside and just hangs on by her nails. Yeah, go back to Zuko. And then her hair is just flowing in, flowing in the breeze. Hair on fleek, looking amazing. Mm -hmm. She looks great, even though there are signs that she's starting to lose it just a little bit. Like (laughs) she's usually pretty calm and cool and stuff, and like I mean. She's not that blatant about, yeah, I'm just trying to kill you at this point. Like, I'm about to celebrate being an only child. <laughs> so, line. yeah. Such and, line. yeah. And notably, the conflict, it, the reasoning for why her downfall is what it is, is hinted at because she yeah. ends up having to save her own ass versus Zuko, who has Help. a group of buddies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zuko has people there to help him Mm -hmm. doesn't azula has to save herself yeah uh which um i i really like the way that zuko reacts here so he so um when so when he sees her falling um he is like she's not she's not gonna make (laughs) and he sounds like he is really torn. So, like, first, mm-hmm. Zula was just trying to kill him. Yeah, I mean, like, he does I still kind of care about sibling. They are related but, at the yeah, end of the day. But... but <laughs> at the yeah. same time. So, mm-hmm. so there's that mix of, oh, well, she's hated me our entire lives. Uh, she has just been terrible. She she just tried to kill me. Um, and then I love when she saves herself he is like, of course. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, God. Because <laughs> be, be, 
because that is his entire life where yeah. she succeeds and succeeds and succeeds and nothing can bring her down not even a blimp mm-hmm. except little does he know the tides are quickly turning because um yeah she's slipping uh yeah so yeah so now we're back to the gang camping just like old times and they're all reminiscent about it and we've come full circle with zuko eating dinner with the gang over the past couple episodes because we've gone from like the firebending masters episode where he's like not or he's like too anxious to eat with them because it's still really awkward and then the episode after that he's making jokes that he only knows the punchline for (laughs) He's like serving them tea, trying to show his work. Yeah. And now he's just like sitting, sitting hanging out, having a good time, and making good jokes that people laugh at, except for Katara. <laughs> what? So they're joking about, um, yeah, it feels like old times. And Zuko's like, yeah, if you really want it to feel like old times, I could chase you around, try to capture you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And Katara's just done. Like, she's pissed. And, uh, yeah, she walks away after Ooh. the gang toasts to Zuko for um, holding off Azula while they're trying to get away and stuff. And for just being a cool team member who's ingratiated himself into the gang fairly quickly at this point. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So, uh, oh, okay. Sokka says, to Zuko. Um, Zuko's like, I'm... I'm touched. I don't deserve this. Yeah. (laughs) And Yuko chases after her and says the worst line. No, he says the worst possible thing you could say. It doesn't there. Everyone trusts me now. What is it with you? (laughs) I don't understand why you don't trust me. Like, what the hell, Zuko? Like, I understand where you're coming from, Zuko, but that was not the right approach for this. (laughs) <laughs> like she yeah. has every right to be pissed off at him especially considering everything every conversation that they've had together where she flat out was completely vulnerable with him also and, i hate just just the way that he said it that is i like, know everyone trusts me now why don't you trust yeah. me i yeah, did the thing like, i it, didn't make you trust me you should yeah. just forgive me now it sounded a little entitled. <laughs> so bad, Zuko. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's not great, Zuko. Uh, yeah, and Katara, understandably and rightfully after that comment, like, are you serious after everything that we've been through? I mean, I was about to heal you with my magic spirit water after opening up to you about a very sensitive topic. <laughs> and you were opening up to me and, like, I let my guard down and you totally betrayed everybody. I trusted you first and you betrayed me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not great. And Zuko's like, okay, well, what can I do to make it up to you? (laughs) And she's, she's like, well, you know, you could claim, reclaim Ba Sing Se in the name of the Earth King, or you could bring my mom back. (laughs) She just walks away. I'm like, ooh. Which that is her projecting her own pain onto him. Mm -hmm. But also... Everything going on with Katara up to this point has kind of been building up to this point. Even long before Zuko started joining the gang, I think she was starting to get to the point where she's starting to project a lot of her feelings towards people who maybe didn't deserve all of it. But... But not only that, 
Zuko here, he he must have been with the gang for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. It can't be too long. If someone has hurt you time and time again, and by looking at their proven actions, uh, you, you see them hurt you again and again and again, and in sometimes very personal ways when zuko stole her stole her mother's necklace from her um, yeah uh, when he when he captured her um and tied her up and just by trying to kill ang all this time and katara feels feels very protective of of ang not even just um just in a romantic sense but by just katara's nature uh zuko has hurt her friends and and has tried to kill them again and again and again and then he does he does turn a new leaf but sometimes it takes a bit more than than a few cups of tea and a few jokes for for someone to really feel comfortable around you after you've hurt them and after yeah. you betrayed their trust. Mhm. So, totally understandable where Katara is coming from even though she clearly still has those unresolved issues that she still needs to work through. Yeah. But, yeah. And I think and I think it makes the most sense that Katara's the the one member of the gang that is still kind of um uh who is who is the most weary and it's just yeah and honestly i feel like even if that conversation between her and zuko and the end of book two didn't happen she'd still be the one with the largest amount of animosity towards him i think yeah that's just in her nature so um uh she she makes very quick judgments about people and then it takes a long time to kind of change them she but 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 also not only that she is she is the character that has had the least amount of positive interactions with zuko and also the most amount of negative interactions with zuko Mm -hmm. yeah so like so so like she doesn't have the ang positives where like he was the blue spirit he saved him all of those conversations saved appa yeah yeah like Um, the the saving appa thing where like appa plus just plus just ang's nature in general is to be forgiving and open and he's naturally a pacifist and yeah he's just yeah different where, temperament katara yeah. she's very nurturing and and caring and, and stuff but if you Which yeah n- and yeah she, no she's the most in- emotionally driven of the gang and is very much the glue that holds the gang together a lot of the time when things are really going south but because of that uh if you break her trust um she's not going to forget it or at least not going to forget it easily and what? it's really difficult for her to move on because she put so much uh of her heart into that relationship yeah and you might say what about Sokka Sokka's a lot more pragmatic yeah Mm -hmm. the fact that he is the only firebender that is there and he did teaching okay cool you did us that okay Mm -hmm. and yeah again he's he's pragmatic and he's driven more by logic and I think he's also just quicker to 
turn a corner anyway, just with his yeah. more carefree-ish attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where like yeah. A- even though he can be <laughs> full of it sometimes, yeah. but yeah. And also, uh, Tom and Suki weren't as impacted by by Zuko's well, evil I mean, deeds. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, Zuko kind of di- kind of burned down her village. <laughs> Well, but yes, he bought sorry. <laughs> nice to see you again. Yeah. <laughs> but that was once versus yeah. a whole season and a half. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Suki, though, I love that like one of the heaviest episodes, if not maybe the heaviest episode in the whole has series, the has like a favorite scene in the one, yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like one of the funniest things. Yeah ever I put know. the screen oh, gosh. i just wrote fuck yes my favorite scene. <laughs> oh my god i feel like i don't know why but i feel like i forgot this scene was happening until the moment i saw suki walking yes. the i'm like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> i had to like pause it and just rewind it because i was just dying i i, I okay. love this oh so, uh, <laughs> the scene Zuko bumps into suki <laughs> at night as she's uh, happily walking towards sokka's tent <laughs> oh oops silly <laughs> oh do you need to see Sokka too or do you need to see Zuko yeah do you need to oh my god why am I interchanging the two do, I, do you need to see Sokka too nope not at all <laughs> and then she just like hastily runs away <laughs> like why is she run away yeah. uh, so, <laughs> so then Zuko walks in the tent <laughs> and <laughs> Oh my god, I feel like I can't even describe it and not do it justice. Seriously. Like it's times like this where I wish it weren't a podcast and it were like video so we could just show the clip because it's fantabulous. uh, Okay, Sokka facing away from the temple, (laughs) posed like he is on a bear skin rug, turns faces the opening with a rose in his mouth with a rose in his in his mouth surrounded by roses well hello and, <laughs> and then yeah thinking it's suki yeah, and then his face just goes <laughs> white he just goes bug eyed and just immediately inhales the freaking rose eats the flower eats the rose yeah, and then like the the noise, the sound effect that's made when he inhales it is like a sped up lawnmower sound. Oh, uh, he's just like, oh crap! Oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, and then seriously, uh, we're not doing this scene justice by just describing it. It's fantastic. Just look up the scene on on YouTube. Just pause, pause the yeah, pause the podcast for a second, and then watch it at least three times on YouTube. It's like a ten second scene, not even. It's and then this like is- the best. Thing ever. It's a laughing so hard. At this scene. Yeah. Oh my! I remember just dying when this when I saw the scene for the first time. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> Was everything I didn't know I needed. Yeah. Best Sokka moment. Just Suki. one of the best moments in the show. Suki uh, just yeah. Suki running away from the tent. Oh, <laughs> oops! Silly me. <laughs> Zuko's face when he realizes what he's looking at. <laughs> no. Zuko just knowing exactly what is what is going on and then just <laughs> expecting that he that he just cock blocks Sokka. 
and then just continues on with his own stuff because like Zuko had to talk to Sokka. It's done now. Let's go. Oh, did I mention the tent also was like covered in candles and like oh the candles. I forgot, the candles. forgot about the candles. No, where did you get the candles? Doesn't matter. I don't know. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Who cares? This was just magic. Like one of the funniest things I've seen on screen. Still absolutely hilarious. So good. Amazing. I, yeah, so, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And and um, I'll just so doesn't react to that. I know. At all. And it's just like, okay. I can't maybe you know, maybe go. he can relate a little bit because I'm sure him and May have snuggled on the couch quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, but but then they just ask for more fruit tart. True. That and Zuko is a little awkward, so I mean, I don't really know how he'd be able to respond to this anyway. <laughs> no, no, it is like nothing happened, and yep, Zuko's like okay, just, nope, repressing immediately. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Repressed. <laughs> so, um, so Zuko, great. Uh, so Zuko came to Sokka, and oh, one, um, one more. Sorry, yeah. I just I really love that somehow the showrunners were able to even get away with including the scene because <laughs> it's like you know how, what was going to go down in this tent what how did you pass the censors right like know. you know that this <laughs> you know what's going to happen in that tent <laughs> yeah. even as a middle schooler i'm like yeah we all know what's going to go down with suki and Sokka tonight <laughs> yeah it is one thing showing two two people cuddling it is another with like the roses <laughs> and the candles and like going to the tent at night. Yeah, maybe they and, thought I mean, with Kasuki yeah. never entered the tent. I guess so, but she's clearly slightly embarrassed. Totally. Like you know, <laughs> she totally went back. Yeah, this this is why. <laughs> I guess this is why Hot Dad had to leave too. It's like oh, Dakota. Yeah, Dakota's gone. <laughs> I guess it's time. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, Hakoda's definitely a cool a oh, cool yeah. dad that would have like pulled Sokka aside and been like you better respect her here are some tips yep here's some Thanks. yeah <laughs> like don't do what I did with your mother yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah so Zuko has repressed it immediately because his eyes cannot unsee what he just saw and as Sokka is continuing to choke on this rose that he inadvertently inhaled um yeah, Sokka's just like, so what's up, Zuko? <laughs> I didn't expect to see you here. Yeah. And Zuko's like, your sister hates me, and I have no idea why, even though I'm like, she Zuko, told you. Zuko, she straight up told you. <laughs> she, to she just told you. I don't, uh, this is this is the episode where I like partially want to just strangle Zuko again. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm like, I love you, Zuko, but for a lot of this episode, I also want to strangle you. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, why uh, does me now? I changed. Yeah, I what's nice the problem? Tea. I deserve it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so entitled. I know. Oh god, I don't uh, yep. <laughs> so uh yeah, but then it then on the other hand, it seems like maybe he does understand why she's mad at him a little bit, because then he asked Sokka, like, can you please explain what happened with you guys' mother? <laughs> and um uh, yeah, and Sokka's like, why would you want to know that? It's like, well, I think her anger towards that is 
being put towards her anger at me or she's projecting it onto me. Um, yeah. So like on the one hand, it seems like he does understand why she's mad, but then on the other hand, he makes comments like, I don't know why she hates me. <laughs> so, yeah, I maybe mean, this is me just, just going way in, but, but like maybe Zuko knows these things and is trying to pull a, to pull a Azula and is trying to act dumb <laughs> to get people to say more or or I, or like do what he wants but that's not Zuko no so like bl- bless his heart bless his heart he's smart but sometimes he's not he's, smart he's, yeah <laughs> he he doesn't know people like Azula no. does oh, God. <laughs> But the I'm thing a is, yeah, person. Uh, versus Zuko, I think he's definitely a people pleaser. Like, I think, yeah. um, I mean, for the bulk of the show, you've just seen and him spoiled. desperately, yeah, and you've desperately wanted to, he's desperately wanted to please his dad, even though he's abusive as hell. And yep. now that he's past that, his people pleasing tendencies are going to towards, ingr- yeah, yeah, ingratiating himself with the game. And and that's understandable because, yeah, given his history. But yeah. yeah, so now it's just like desperate to please the people he did wrong, even though he's very impatient about it and makes stupid comments that he shouldn't be making about every. <laughs> what is it with you? <laughs> uh, yeah. So Sokka explains uh, what happened with their mother. So they were attacked by a. Uh, fire nation navy battalion and um from his perspective uh he saw katara and oh they're so cute by the way um young Sokka, young katara baby yeah really cute so katara goes to their house to go find their mom and Sokka cutely tries to help (laughs) defend against the fire nation but just like that they show up and then they disappeared and he initially had no idea why they were there in the first place. And uh, then he finds out later on that their mom didn't make it. So that's his side of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so that is really sad. And Zuko asks, what do you like remember anything about the ships? Like what they looked like or anything like that. And Sokka mentions that the flags had sea ravens on them. And Zuko is able to determined that those flags come from the battalion called the Southern Raider, the Southern Raiders and is able to use this info to his advantage and maybe help Katara get some closure and some justice. So, um, yeah, I, I really love the through thread of the, uh, of the black snow coming mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Um, we, we see this every single time the Fire Nation uh, attacks the Water Tribe, and 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 it's not only a really good visual, but it's also a really good metaphor for just like the the white snow purity just just being tainted by all of this ash mm-hmm. and all of this pollution that is both physically from the Fire Nation being. Be, 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 be because of their ships but it's but it's also metaphorical where like the fire nation it's just tainting all of this natural 
natural splendor and like tainting the water which is really neat um yeah i uh, also really like that we see Sokka's side mm-hmm. and that katara probably hasn't really told him all that happened Sokka's saying this from his point of view she 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 might have said oh, yeah. what she's what she saw but like later on we really see why this has impacted katara so much and not sokka like uh, well okay everyone has been impacted by the by the death of a parent but just like how traumatic this like actual moment was Mm -hmm. like i mean katara has clearly always been like a mama's girl and I think similarly, Sokka's probably more of a daddy's, daddy's yeah, daddy's boy. So, I mean, I think if, like, if Hakoda were the one to have died, I bet Sokka would have been. I, I mean, Sokka would have been very upset, but at the same time, just given his nature, and he's not as emotionally driven. I think he would, would have been quicker to move on from that over mm-hmm. Gatara, even. So, yeah, I, it's interesting to think about. Yeah, I think part of, um, a part of Katara's fixation with this with this moment as we see later is that her mom told her to 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 go get your dad and like could 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 never says this but i bet she feels like she just wasn't fast enough that by the time that she did and and then she came back her mother was was dead and some part of her also blames herself even Not though sure. she shouldn't mm-hmm. yeah she never so, said that but you can like see totally. all of that self-anger too mm-hmm. it's implied yeah uh yeah so zuko's like thanks Sokka. and <laughs> now we'll is like now he's like thanks Suki. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love how he can just flip on a dime he's like yeah thanks for stopping by and he literally pushes him out of the tent yeah, <laughs> it's like oh man, I thought he'd never leave. <laughs> he like peeks out the tent. It's like Suki. <laughs> I like, love this. Zuko's still there, <laughs> and, he, and Sokka tries to whistle it off as yeah. if he weren't doing anything suspicious. <laughs> I just love, yeah, I just love that Suki's not even in the near facil- vicinity <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, no. that's so great <laughs> i love that they obviously had this planned i know it was Sokka definitely was like, planned hey come, <laughs> come over to my tent at night yeah and so and and zuko is just so awkward so he just stares, stares uh, at okay so um uh quick aside i i think Sokka and suki is the OTP pairing. Yeah, they're they're series. really cute. I think I really gushed about them when they were together in the Serpent's Past episode. Yeah. Uh, Serpent's Past episode in book two. But yeah, they're really cute. Well, <laughs> like I like them a lot. They are the healthiest relationship. Yeah, honestly, uh, they might just have the healthiest relationship yeah. of um, everybody. They are the ones that communicate the most. They have fights, but mm-hmm. but then they communicate and get and get back on equal footing. They both really, really respect each other. They, they both talk about, listen yep. to each other. Mm-hmm. 
also they are both over the age of 12 so <laughs> otp pairing yeah yeah, Sorry, yeah I, I don't think we mentioned enough 12. like yeah like we love to joke about how we're more sitara fans over katang's pants Katang's a pans, what the hell? Katang fans. <laughs> but honestly, I am more of a what, what would you call them? Suka? So so Saki? Soki? Soki? Yeah, whatever that ship name is, I'm that. Yeah. At this point. They're they're great. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. They are wonderful and they just complement each other so well. And I have not seen Cora. But if they do not stay together, I will riot. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody would like, yeah. Don't don't sleep on this couple. They're really cute. And they gave us like the funniest moment in the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we got also, to the next also, um, I uh, I know that they are not overtly saying that they're super gonna do sex stuff. But <laughs> I love how they never like slut shame any of the female characters no. for like kissing people or for cuddling with people or for like trying to get into Sokka's tent. Like they don't make fun of Suki, they make fun of Sokka, and it is more about how ooh, you thought that was Suki? Ooh. Yeah, and just how extra the whole thing was. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was great. A shit ton of candles and a tent, which maybe not the greatest idea, Sokka. <laughs> yeah. But I love how they don't shame anyone. Even oh. like um, even like during like the fortune telling episode, yes, um, that one girl really, really liked Aang, but it but they didn't shame her. It was just cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, such a great scene. Very positive. Seriously. Look it up on YouTube if you don't remember oh, it's it. It's so good. Ten, oh, it's, it's like 10 seconds, guys. Come on. Take okay. 10 seconds. Yeah. Anyway, so, so um, Zuko waits for Katara all night. He does this a lot. He just like waits it's outside. Such a creep. I know. <laughs> he does this with Iroh too, where he goes in the tent and just like waits around until he wakes up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zuko is oh. a creep, guys. <laughs> He's socially awkward. I guess he just doesn't fully understand boundaries and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so Katara comes out of her tent and Zuko's there looking exhausted. And she's like, yeah, you look horrible. And uh, yeah, he's like, well, I waited here all night. She's like, oh, why? <laughs> uh, because I know the guy who killed your mom. And she freaks out and she's clearly and got- I'll help you find them. Yeah. <laughs> And she immediately looks driven and pissed off at the same time. No way. Sorry. I, I, I wrote driven and pissed. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> I love you. We're the same person. <laughs> We're the same person. Yeah, no. Katara looks driven and pissed. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Uh, okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, she looks driven and pissed. Um, uh, then um, Katara and Zuko go straight to Appa. Um, Aang, Aang, um, Aang uh, jokes about Zuko's field trips. And this is why everyone calls the field trips field trips. Because Aang <laughs> calls them field trips. Yep, straight up called a field trip. <laughs> yes. So if you were wondering why 
everyone calls these episodes field trips <laughs> yeah. because this the line's why yeah <laughs> and Toph later in the finale episodes why did I get my field trip yeah <laughs> and so they're dead seriously like yeah it's time for my field trip with Zuko and mm. uh is like or Aang's like okay why um Katara's like we're gonna go find the dude who killed my mom yep and Aang's like uh okay what do you think this is gonna accomplish though <laughs> yeah um so yeah and Aang, so Aang understands the anger and the sadness and the rage but says it does nothing and um uh, uh he he also mentions what happened to the airbenders what happened with appa and i think ang is kind of wrong here <laughs> ang is very preachy here <laughs> i think he's got some good points if you i mean agree with that view which is understandable if you do but well, the problem- way he yeah the way he approaches this conversation is well, like not only that, but like the problem is that when when Appa got taken, he almost went into the Avatar state, freaked yeah. out, was super super angry for a few episodes, and lashed out. Um, when when he found out all of the Airbenders were murdered by the Fire Nation, uh, he got super super pissed, went into the Avatar state. <laughs> And freaked out and was super angry for a while. And yes, he later came to terms with it. But there was that moment of freak out raging. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, he does mention like when he freaked out, but I don't just the, the way he says it, it feels kind of self-righteous a little bit. <laughs> It feels uh, like he is he is just repeating something some something that the guru said to him. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like one, it does reflect Aang's character. And yep. two, I think okay. it was smart to frame him as more of the self-righteous one in so this context. <laughs> yeah, because of the, the bomb question that gets dropped later. <laughs> uh yeah. And with Zuko, um, so while I was watching it, I was just given every conflicting opinion I have with Zuko in this episode. I was wa- questioning, okay, why does he want to help Katara uh, find the dude to kill his, her mother? And I do feel like part of it is kind of selfish, like he's trying to get in her good graces, um, and part because he's just naturally a people pleaser and has been for a freaking long time. And but also, I mean, I'd like to think from a larger scale, since he's so concerned about, you know, um, righting the wrongs of his nation as a whole, like this is like a small scale way of starting to do that. Oh, and, you know, like um, making sure that there's consequences for the people in his nation who are in the wrong. Okay. I I I actually looked at it a bit more pessimistic than than you. So instead of like the the like positivity of like Zuko trying to right the wrongs of his of his nation, I I 
I actually looked at it as Zuko was raised wrong and that his <laughs> entire culture says that if someone wrongs you, you do a Agni Kai and you fight. And sure. Oh, only yeah. One dies. Well, I definitely think that's part of it. I meant just in terms of like, what is Zuko's motivation for helping oh. out Katara in the first place? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I yeah no, I think I also agree with you. that yeah that um that um Zuko is very honor driven, and, and and that he sees this as um a way for Katara to kind of regain her honor. Not that she mm-hmm. has anything to regain, but it is her drive, and that is her purpose. Yeah, and I mean to him, that's what he sees as closure. I mean, think about it, like. He probably, if Aang were not involved, I honestly feel like he might have, he he might have killed his dad, maybe, like uh, when they're confronting each other in the throne room. But at the very least, even if he wasn't thinking that at the time, then when he redirected the lightning, I mean, he deliberately shoots it back at him. Versus, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> when Aang redirects lightning while fighting Ozai, he deliberately uh, redirects it elsewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, oh, also, I'd like to give a shout out to um, Sokka's necklace that he's playing around with. I'm like, what happened in that tent last night? Hey. Because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they did some bead braiding while they were at whatever it is they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, so guitar is like you don't you don't understand, and you know what? Maybe this is about getting revenge, and maybe that's what he deserves. And and compares Katara to Jet, and she does sound like Jet. Yeah, she does. Yeah, that's kind of something that Jet would say. And then the whole time I'm wondering. I mean, Zuko never interjected and was like, "Wait, you guys know Jet?" <laughs> okay, so. I said this before, but yet again, I am a trash person, and and I love Zuko and Jet together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is just really interesting. And I I love them together too. When I was younger, uh, I, <laughs> it's like oh okay. yeah. Basically, I like everyone but Aang with anyone. I just <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh yeah, my two angry dudes together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two like long hair angry guys that are like moody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. But I do like that they bring up Jet, although <laughs> it is kind of funny that Zuko's you, like, don't, you don't even what? get wait, yeah. <laughs> like how is it there's just like, like how is it there's like eight degrees by Kevin Bacon everywhere we go <laughs> in this world? <laughs> uh yeah, oh. so I, okay, I'm sorry. This is a this, this is a total aside. Um, I was just thinking that it's really weird that his name is Jet because they don't have jets in in <laughs> in, in Avatar. I don't know. That is a little weird. I'm trying to think of like other ways you can use Jet in a got a got a Jet, but but that's yeah, but that's jet. like I mean yeah. that has a sound, I guess. Lee uh-huh. Jet. I guess so. I don't know. Sorry. Oh. Sorry, guys. Okay. So, so. Um, serious, serious stuff. Um, Sokka <laughs> ends up um, agreeing with, agreeing with, 
with Aang saying mm-hmm. saying saying that revenge isn't the answer. And um Katara oh, says man. an extremely hurtful God. thing. <laughs> then you didn't love her the way I did. Dang, man. Like that's cold. And like shoot. And it, it kind of took me back to and you know that kind of hit Sokka heart, not just because of his actual reaction, but like if you go back to that episode where he's talking with Toph and at the runaway episode about remember his mom yeah and it's like anytime he thinks about his mom he just thinks of Katara and it's just like oh he must feel like some slight guilt about that and stuff like and just the way that that she says that is so old and it breaks my heart I know and she never apologizes no on screen I mean yeah. I'm sure she I mean I hope did she it did. later but yeah oh, I, I I hope so because this saying stuff like that can can really Shit. mess up a person yeah that's pretty fucked up <laughs> like oh god and Sokka yeah, that's really fucked up. does not deserve that scorn no Sokka loved his mother <laughs> yeah oh man but she's just like livid and completely fueled by her rage at this point that she's not even really acknowledging other people's feelings yeah uh, she says this isn't this this is an air temple preschool it's the real world which makes me think water the water tribe has preschool um, <laughs> or she didn't say that zuko says that oh sorry zuko says that oh no okay <laughs> that makes sense yeah <laughs> Fire Nation definitely has preschool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, indoctrination 101. Um, yeah. yeah, so Aang proceeds to be preachy, but not before getting the dramatic wind in the background. For- yep. <laughs> uh, so, we, so he advocates for forgiveness, and Zuko argues that's the same as doing nothing. It's like, no, it's not. It's hard to... Um, it's hard to forgive, but it's easy to do nothing as the wind is dramatically blowing in the background out of nowhere. And Katara is like, it's not just hard, it's impossible. And she walks away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then we cut to nighttime and Zuko and Katara wearing hot ninja outfits. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because they because they totally packed black. I know. Black clothing. <laughs> That they fit in. Never seen them the wear. I mean, maybe Zuko, just because. Okay, it, at the very least, he probably got the stuff from his blue spirit. Blue spirit, yeah. But Katara, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, yeah, so Katara they're going anyway. Very handy with costumes. She is. I know, right? She just got it. Is able to get costumes on the spot, like thinking of the painted lady episode. Like, yes, that is yeah. exactly what my mind went to. <laughs> yeah, like she got face paint and all this stuff. I'm like she's very resourceful. I don't know what yeah. she's doing to acquire this stuff, but dang. Uh, yeah, so, um, they are they are trying to basically steal Appa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without I mean, they, to be fair, Sokka and Zuko kind of stole Appa, or no, they didn't, or. Sokka was about to steal Appa yeah. in the Boiling Rock episode before Zuko was like, really though? Let's use a blimp. <laughs> um, everyone trying to trying to steal Appa makes me feel bad because Appa doesn't really have <laughs> Appa doesn't get a say. Yeah. yeah. But Appa's cool with them. So like, yeah, Appa's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so um, um, Aang 
knew this was gonna happen. Aang is there. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, um Sokka is there too. Um, yeah. Katara's like, don't try to stop us. And so- Aang's like, it's okay, because I forgive you. Got any ideas? <laughs> um, and they're still not really having it. And yeah, so Aang pleads for her to to let her anger out and then let it forgive. go and forgive. Yeah. And <laughs> Zuko thinking this is very high and mighty preachy sappy, <laughs> understandably. It's like, okay, well, we'll be sure to do that, Mr. Guru Guru, guru Goody Goody. <laughs> so yeah. Uh yeah. And so they leave. And uh where are my notes? Oh yeah, cut to Sokka. I'm like, wow, I'm actually pretty pleased with your statements there, Aang. Like, thanks, yeah. Sokka. I mean, usually it's really annoying, but today I, I actually like it. <laughs> thanks, Sokka. Yeah. And yet so- again, um, I am super surprised Sokka isn't just livid with Katara. Oh, I know. I mean, I, I think that speaks a lot about Sokka. I mean, he's Sokka's character. Yeah. Just Sokka's resilience, because mm-hmm. holy crap. Him, a lot of things are just like water off a duck, water off a duck's back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I, I think he understands where his sister's rage is coming from and all this jazz. But yeah, kudos to him, really, though, because <laughs> I feel like if it were me I, and if, it, if my brother had said something like that to me, I would not talk to him for like at least a couple days. <laughs> yeah, I just, oof. so, um, Oh, so can I borrow Momo for a week? <laughs> Why do you need to borrow Momo? Mm. Reasons. <laughs> so cut back to um, Katara and Zuko. And this episode is really weird in terms of how it's structured. Because keep in mind, the first 10 minutes of this episode are like complete. is more of an Leading epilogue to the previous. Yeah, it's just like an epilogue to the previous episode. More so than like the setup for this episode and then like 15 minutes in you get uh or or, like 10 minutes in you get them bringing up the animosity that katara has towards zuko and then they don't actually leave to go find this dude until like 13 minutes till the end of the episode (laughs) it's very quick it's really quick it doesn't necessarily feel rushed it just feels like a lot happened i don't know like slightly yeah. rushed but it did it didn't feel rushed to me mm-hmm. which is actually surprising yeah it's just an oddly structured episode pacing wise <laughs> yeah so um, um uh zuko gives us a little bit of exposition so um they need they need to be super stealthy to sneak in to sneak hot into, ninja stealthy yeah uh, to to sneak into a Fire Nation communication tower uh, to find out where the Southern Raiders are. Uh, so they just sneak in. Katara do, uh, do, does this really cool um, ink water spill bending. Oh, where, yeah. She does a lot of cool bending in this. Oh, <laughs> um, She's a master. Literally uh, a master. Oh my god, she's so good. To so the point where we get several cuts to Zuko just being like, holy, holy shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're making Pikachu face behind his mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will talk about it. Oh, it's just, oof. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
so they have to hit up a watchtower and yeah katara does some ink bending action to get the guy to walk away and go grab a new inkwell and then they steal some of this dude's maps in order to track down where the southern writers are at so they got to go to this place called whale tail island whale tail island yeah which which i want to say they mentioned before. they did i think they did um in the lake lao guy episode they were trying to find appa and appa was originally housed in like this barn building area and the guy who was there like said something about yeah i think they shipped something or other to whale tail island and they oh. looked it up on the map yeah and they were like where is that and they looked it up on the map and it's like it's all the way next to the fire nation so that's why i remember that <laughs> yeah that's a really good through 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 thread i mm-hmm. like i just really like that yeah little things like that is is what makes the world building in the show really good like it, it gives you um good geographic um reasoning like i i feel like if i were better at geography which i'm not i feel like if you gave me a blank sheet of paper and asked me to map out where a lot of these locations are i could probably get kind of close Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, um, Katara and Zuko are flying on Appa. Um, Katara hasn't slept. Um, she needs, what? she needs to prove that she isn't the helpless girl she was. And this is where we learn Katara's side of her, of the story of her mother's death. Yeah. So, uh, kind of transitioning from like what Sokka remembers to what Katara remembers. Uh, Katara goes into the tent and she sees her mom with this Fire Nation soldier standing over her. And um, her mom is just like, go find your dad. I got this. And uh, Katara's freaked out and she runs out the tent and tries to go get her dad. But by the time they get back to the tent, it was too late. I'm like, oh shit. I don't know if Sokka saw the body, but Katara saw the body. Katara Salavati. And um and and this is where we get the first hint of why they just killed her and then left. Katara's mom had some sort of information that the one Southern Raider guy wanted. Yeah. And later on we 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 find out from him. And this is something that that katara never never knew before that they were trying to find the last waterbender left in the south pole yeah (laughs) and so her and so that adds another layer to just katara's grief gosh yeah that they don't explore it's just bad yeah (laughs) like she saw her body yikes she's she's what like five in that scene now nah. yes <laughs> yeah baby. she's um, a baby traumatized yeah so cut back to the present and zuko says your mother was a brave woman and i just i love shout out to may whitman who plays katara um the way she says i know it's really good mm-hmm. um plus i do like that katara says i know like yeah she knows her mom was yeah. a brave woman um and I, as much as we're griping about Zuko in this episode, because yeah, some of his motivations are a little questionable, but uh, 
I, I do appreciate that Zuko does kind of take a back seat on this mission to give her space and also to just be more of a listener and support. I mean, I think I think part of that is also that Zuko lost his mother. Totally. And um and um part of his motivation for this is that this is this is his way of getting vengeance, getting justice, getting getting revenge for the loss of his mother through um through um, Katara getting it for her mother type of thing like he is helping someone else get that closure that he that he never got can't get because mm-hmm. because it's his dumb dad yeah yeah plus um it's kind of crazy that katara even opens up to him again uh like she does here yeah like that's yeah i mean this that memory is probably katara's worst memory yeah like do you think she's even told that to ang like i bet even ang doesn't i i really don't think so and the reason why is that i don't think ang has the like thought to ask for details yeah doesn't like i don't think ang would be the type to really ask what happened he would just sympathize with mm-hmm. with, with the after fact not that that's bad but i no. just don't think that is the conversation style ang has yeah um which like zutara fans yeah take note <laughs> take note zutara fans yeah <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Especially because, I mean, knowing Aang, bless his heart, I feel like he would try to immediately give some sort of, like, borderline preachy advice or something on how to move on versus Zuko. I think she just wanted somebody to listen, and that's kind of what Zuko is doing. Yeah. And, and to acknowledge her her trauma. So. Which, which, um, this is something Zuko does a lot. So, um, when he was talking to Sokka about how... Sokka's first girlfriend turned into the moon. And yeah. He, and he just said, that's rough, buddy. And he pauses for, noticeably, he pauses for a second. Like, yeah. he thinks about what he's about to say, as awkward as he is, <laughs> and says, that's rough, buddy. Yeah. Be, yeah. Because he doesn't, because he doesn't have to say anything else. I mean, at this point, Zuko bringing up his, bringing up his mother wouldn't help Katara. No. Yeah. Could could Katara just just wants to be heard. She doesn't want sympathy or or empathy. She just wants it to be out. Mhm. Oh. Yeah. Katara. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. So more hours are passing. Katara finally goes goes to bed. Um Zuko's flying to Appa. And they reach the um, one of the Southern Ra- Southern Raider battalion ships, and they go to infiltrate it, but not before the dramatic zoom in on Katara's face <laughs> with, as she pulls down her mask. She's like, "Let's do it." <laughs> oh. uh, trailer worthy. Cut to them like going underwater by Katara using her water bending to create like this um, bubble. 
bubble. Yeah, so cool. And yeah, so they're like surfing their way across to the ship, easily take down a couple of guards on their way in. And they finally reach the door where the captain supposedly hangs out at. Oh, um, I just want to emphasize how ruthless Katara is when when she's water whipping people into the water, making (laughs) making giant tsunami level waves around them. Yeah, man, she does not give a shit. Okay, so without Aang in the game, (laughs) there will be a lot more murder. There would be totally. Like, a lot more murder. I mean, Aang, usually when there's a fight, it's usually because the other person instigated it first. <laughs> He's a lot more defensive. Katara? Nah, she instigates a lot of fights. You know, Katara <laughs> no, will finish the fight. She will finish it. <laughs> no shame whatsoever. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's what I love about her character, the duality between her nurturing side and holy shit she is ruthless yeah (laughs) yeah uh she's scary so yeah they reach the door where the captain might be and zuka's like are you ready she's like yeah and then she like is about to waterbend the door and then it cuts to black because it's a commercial break (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) back when commercials were a thing for the show which is the worst because then you have to sit around for like five minutes mm-hmm. and wait for what's behind the door. So uh, immediately cut <laughs> if you're watching on the DVD or Netflix or whatever. And uh, there's a dude in there and then they just immediately start to fight him. And Zuko's firebending at him and stuff. And then while he's doing that, Katara <laughs> immediately uh, does bloodbending. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the thing she said she would never do again. <laughs> Woo! And I don't even think there was a full moon going out, going on outside. I don't like, know either. Oh, holy and, shit. Um, it is immediate. There is no hesitation. No. <laughs> she means business. She is pissed. And like, she'll she's taken no prisoners. And cut again, cut to Zuko, who's <laughs> just like, holy shit what <laughs> like Where? chances are he didn't even know she had this power like, not even uh, that, but on like, top- holy shit waterbenders can do this <laughs> do that yeah Period. probably didn't even and know then, it was like, a thing yeah yeah no this is like lightning bending uh yeah this is, this is like metal bending this but is this is this is, sh- this is but this is this is this is crazier but this is even crazier than those two things because like it's controlling a person. <laughs> Straight yeah. up. Uh, and, yeah. And <laughs> also the nonchalance. Katara does it. Yeah. And and like he looks oh, so scared. He looks so freaked out. And I bet a part of him is thinking, fuck, that could have been me if I didn't change sides. <laughs> and I like how he still hypes up Katara. Woo! <laughs> Even though that happened, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh. Um, yeah. So they start interrogating. I'm like, okay, so we're like, you remember her, right? It's like, what? No, I don't remember anything. It's like, don't play dumb. You totally know what you did. Yeah. And Katara looks at him and realizes, oh, that's not him. That's not which, um, which makes me 
really upset because Katara knows what this guy looks like and she has remembered oh, this I know. child. Jesus. Well, yeah. Oh. Or he just like remembers based off their eyes. Like it's yeah, no, crazy. She, yeah, but she's just been reliving this. Oh no, God. <laughs> Like she, like she knows it well enough that she's mm-hmm. like, this is not the guy. It's so, crazy. Uh, yeah. So they are looking for Young Ra. Yeah. Um, so I mean, she she immediately just walks away. <laughs> yeah. All that. Uh, and she's thinking it's over probably, and it's like, who cares anymore? And uh, Zuko's like, okay, so you must know the previous person or something, or you have to know something. Yeah. And yeah, so he refers him to this guy named Yon Ra, who's the previous um, leader of the Southern Raiders before him, who retired for who retired four years ago. Yeah. So then we cut to this deserted-looking Fire Nation village, and um, it looks like a storm's a brewing, literally and <laughs> metaphorically. And uh, we see this guy who turns out to be Yon Ra, who's now super old. Um. Yeah, living he, with his uh piece of work mother yeah yeah <laughs> she's yeah. crazy the um, tomato carrots are too hard go yeah. to the market <laughs> i love how the vegetables are hybrids too like the animals are <laughs> tomato carrots I mean, they have cabbages yeah they just have, yeah it's like just bare oh oh yeah. shoot uh what were the fruits Katara was like deciding between for breakfast? Oh, papaya and mango. Yes, like yes, you are a hundred percent right. <laughs> but yeah. they also got hybrids. But they also have hybrids, which um, tomato carrots sound like they like they would make really good pasta sauce. Mm, they would. I mean, I like tomatoes and carrots together, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she's um, a piece of work. Um, she's just yelling at him, like, go get me some real food. <laughs> His yeah. life clearly looks miserable. I like that it's kind of just a show don't tell, like, oh wow. Like for someone yeah. who's scarred guitar for life, uh, he sure is pathetic at this point. Um yeah. uh, he 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 lives in a pretty normal pastoral house. Um yeah. it doesn't seem like he's living in the lap of luxury he yeah. is farming his mom's terrible to him he's he's wearing very plain clothing and then he starts walking to the market and there is a physical storm brewing and also a metaphorical storm brewing yeah. Mm-hmm. uh yeah so this whole time it seems like somebody's watching him uh we get like lots of wide shots or just cuts to bushes and trees and stuff because yeah. he's thinking yeah so clearly yeah he is being trailed by mm-hmm. Zuko and Katara and eventually um it starts to rain yeah it starts to rain and he's still walking home and he passes by a bush that ruffles and he's just had enough of this so then he firebrands at it and there's nothing there and then Zuko shows up dramatically like we weren't behind the bush <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So good. Gosh, she's so dramatic. But yeah, so Yan Ra's already freaked out, which wow. Um, and then here comes Katara, who is livid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and she's like, Do you recognize me? And it takes him a minute, but he realizes that this is the little water tribe girl, and then cut to his version of the story. Um, 
where he's in the tent and guitar is there and uh Katara's mom named Kaya, I forget her name's Kaya, um, told her to go find her dad. So she leaves and then cut back to Yan Ra, who uh, interrogates her about where the last waterbender is. Which, how did they find out? <sighs> yeah, like, I mean, the Southern, the Southern Water Tribe seems pretty, like... Small. Yeah. I mean... <sighs> what have, must like, five? have happened? Well, um, what must have happened... Well, uh, well, I don't think they have spies. I think that um, uh, they must have traded with some Earth Nation people, and then like one of the one of one of the water tribe traders must have been like, "Oh, um, things are actually going really well. We 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 actually have a like person that is a waterbender now, or something." Mm-hmm. Like I, I really don't think that there are spies, but I think someone blabbed by accident. Totally, I don't know. Maybe they were like, maybe they had like an uh, somebody from the Earth Kingdom come by to trade some shit or something, and yeah, then like they found out about the waterbender and they just said it in passing while somebody yeah, else was by. Yeah, I don't know. Um, or maybe yeah. someone mentioned it that was captured during a oh yeah previous raid. That's true. Yep. Either way, it's pretty fucked up that it's just like, yeah, there's one left. Let's just full-on invasion to kill the last one. Like, jeez. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Just genocide for kids. (laughs) Which is a lot different than than what we've seen in in the in the in the bloodbending episode. So in the bloodbending episode, they just captured all of the waterbenders. So so you have to think they they must have killed all of the waterbenders that were captured at some point. Yeah, I don't know. And like, now I don't, they just kill them? Yeah, like I'm not sure when or why the uh apprehension rules changed for them, but Which yeah, because I mean Kaya torture mm-hmm. yeah because kaya's like okay well if i tell you who it is do you promise to leave everyone else alone he's like yeah and so she says it's her and um she's like take me as your prisoner and she's like and he's like i'm afraid i'm not taking prisoners today I'm like fuck <laughs> uh yeah so tara um still really pissed but um yeah so she was protecting the last waterbender and yanra quick quick on the pickup i guess <laughs> uh, a little bit too too um slow actually yeah <laughs> oh a little too like, slow that's, that's like what I meant. step one but not but, yeah. but not step two mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so who is it <laughs> sorry it's yeah. like me dumbass um oh my god and then she like freezes this is the coolest the thing coolest shit man she freezes the rain droplets like, all of, all the of them all of them and at least in the near vicinity <laughs> and then she uses them to create a giant water dome around everybody and then she just takes the water dome and converts all of it into just like shards of ice <laughs> all about the old, his heart oh my god but then she hesitates and uh, they're all just like suspended in midair. So crazy. Oh my God. Um, and then ultimately she decides to 
well not it what happens is actually really gross so um um she stops before killing him um and then he starts begging and offers his own mother <laughs> yeah. as recompense. Yikes. Which um which um I guess that is why we saw his mother treating him poorly. Mm-hmm. But it's still but, pretty pathetic. But it's so fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. You aren't like you don't want to pay for your crime. Yeah. You would rather cause cause the death of anyone else not even someone that like probably treats you poorly but also your your own mother Mm -hmm. i mean he's not even standing up to it like he's just he's basically groveling the whole time it's pathetic yeah so i love katara's speech here Mm -hmm. but yeah i do love the shot of uh the suspended shards and stuff and again i think we get a cut to zuko at some point which is like what the hell so at this point okay at this point zuko's not a firebending master sorry not sorry no Katara's, i mean i'd say he's pretty good but katara is a, Katara's a waterbending master yeah like no no question about it like she Katara's was i mean she was a master by the end of book one but the fact that she's gone even better since is crazy. <laughs> Katara might be the waterbending master. Not totally. <laughs> she knows every single form of waterbending. She she also knows bloodbending, which no one else knows. Mm-hmm. She, since since she, she started out being self-taught, she is so yeah. And there's no limit to what she can do. She's she so good. Whatever she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And like I think of even just the fight she has with Master Paku in uh book one before he decides to train her. Um, she was still really good, even though yeah, she wasn't nearly good, as good as him and was kind of getting her ass beat. Some of the moves she's whipping up were really good, con- considering that she's self-taught and has never had a teacher for this sort of thing ever. I mean, so when she when when she freezes that pillar of ice and then makes like flying discs of of ice to hit him who else would think of that yeah like it's really cool and yeah. uh there, there's more cool moves from katara to come even past this episode like gosh she's katara really good versus azula so oh fuck good. man it's so good <laughs> i cool love one. azula so much oh, but katara man wow but like your sister's crazy. Uh, she needs to be put down. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. She needs to go down, not be put down. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So she's like, yeah. I always wondered what kind of person would do something as horrible as you know, kill my mom and stuff for the reasons that you did. But I totally see why. Like, there's just nothing inside you, and you're pathetic and sad and hopeless. And as much as I really, really, really want to hurt you right now, I just can't do it. I, I really love this where, uh, where she sees his existence as being more of a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> to him, and she doesn't see the she she doesn't feel the need to get revenge because she just. 
knows what a pathetic, empty person. And it's, and it's so, I, I just love her calling him empty because that means that if she takes things away from him, there's nothing that she can take that like would really affect him. Mm-hmm. We have seen his life. I'm sure she has been stalking him all day. I'm sure she has seen every single thing. She has seen a, a full day of him not having a drive, not having passion, not having anything to live for. And and she sees his just existence as being punishment enough. And she doesn't have to sully herself with it either. Yeah. She sees it's like you're not worth that, my time. Like she sees that his life sucks and that karma happened and that he did bad things and now he has a bad life and and she doesn't have to think about him anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but crazy. I mean, I think we all knew she wasn't gonna kill him because I mean kids show technically speaking, but just commending the showrunners for even tackling this topic anyway. I mean, there's an undercurrent of genocide, hence the reason why her mom was killed in the first place. There's the undercurrent of, yeah, even though she doesn't kill him, we, the audience know that she's probably not going to do it. Uh, Katara still is ruthless enough and is a protagonist of the show who is very likable, still wants to kill this person for reasons that you can understand but at the same time it's like whoo um yeah and i mean the fact that they even like bring up the debate of for or against doing so is commendable i mean this show was originally intended for like eight to twelve year olds it's really crazy and i I, that's that's why this show is really good they tackle a lot of very mature topics that um while also balancing out with humor yeah. In a way that is understandable for all ages. Yeah, plus it's the fact that they show Katara as being capable of it. Mm-hmm. She makes the choice not to. She yeah. she could have. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes her a a, a bigger person because, because Totally. Because and it's she scary the choice not to. Yeah, and I think it's scary to write a character who's supposed to be one of your protagonists and super likable doing, yeah. mm -hmm, Doing something as bad as, or as dark as that. And I commend the showrunners for being brave enough to do that. Your main characters don't want revenge. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, this isn't, but yeah. Cause I mean, you see it more with like anti-heroes like Zuko, for instance, but for characters who have started and ended the show as, Full on on the good side the whole and in the right the whole time um yeah good for them for allowing us to be critical of katara's decision yeah so. not only that but katara's through line has always been like positivity and hope mm-hmm. and it and it's great that yeah that every character is not one note that 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 they want to explore some 
more of the negative aspects of her personality um more 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 of her snap judgments more of her just just sadness and grief and anger over her over her mom's passing and make it believable make it heart-wrenching and not make it preachy I didn't feel preachy when she didn't kill him. Yeah. (laughs) Her making the best decision for her, not because of morals, but because she just doesn't have to. It like, like, like it doesn't feel preachy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that happens. And then Katara and Zuko just walk away and leave this guy crying in the middle of the rain. Bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he's then the worst. Yeah, he's the worst. So apparently where this where they've been camping out recently has a nice little dock where you can watch the sunset on. Yeah. Uh cut to Katara, who's no longer in her hot ninja outfit. Um, just staying at the dock and contemplating on everything that's happened and her decision and stuff. And Aang shows up with Zuko to go talk to her. And Aang's like, I'm really proud of you for agreeing with me. <laughs> basically for for taking the step to forgive and notably katara says that she didn't and will never forgive him which i again commend the show for doing usually something that has a plot line like this forgive and forget i forgive you but some yeah person Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's not that like for me forgiveness to me is something that you do for yourself you don't do it for the other party you do it as a way of moving on and not letting it have control over your life and i think the fact that katara acknowledges that she did not forgive him and probably won't forgive him at least not anytime soon is slightly sad and commendable of her at the same time where she's like willing to carry that weight that she has but at the same time yeah she still has to carry that that weight of loss with her yeah i mean i don't think that you have to forgive everyone i don't think that you have to forgive every wrong that that someone does to you especially something as big as taking away a parent and it's really nice to see a children's show that that doesn't just blanket statement you should forgive people all the time forgiveness is the way and yeah and it's great because because sometimes people can't forgive they can accept what happened i mean katara accepted what happened and knows fully that she had the 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 choice to seek vengeance but she used her own judgment to seek to to, to seek justice but that she doesn't have to forgive him for her to feel better you know because she's not gonna feel better yeah by doing that Mm -hmm. like it's just something that isn't possible yeah so it's like on the one well i so i like that they included that because yeah, the showrunners knew that they couldn't have Katara. Yeah, it's totally sad. But yeah, again, I applaud them because I'm sure the showrunners knew that they couldn't have Katara kill the dude off. But at the very least, they yeah. could make 
the arguments that both Katara and um, Aang had um, are talking about have some gray area and have a decision that's somewhere in the middle of those two um, sides yeah. where Katara doesn't kill him, but at the same time, she also doesn't choose to forgive him. Yeah, so, so. this brings us to, to to the final mic drop of the episode. Oh, wait, wait. No, before, she's not ready to forgive Yon Ra, but she's more than ready to forgive Zuko. Ooh! Uh, yeah, she Katara. walks over and she hugs and she hugs him, and yep. it's really sweet. And, and then she this is, and, and this is the clip that everyone oh like screams my. about. Dude, yeah, they showed this clip in the back half Season of book three preview. trailer. Oh my! <laughs> Again, look up that video on YouTube. Like for for this one, note to self: we're gonna we have to include a link to that um, trailer okay. <laughs> on, on YouTube. Yeah, because it's oh. insane. Like because that clip alongside because they show. Zuko and Aang shirtless first. There's screams. Then they show Aang kissing Katara. More screams. And then they show (laughs) they show Katara hugging Zuko. And then the crowd is louder screams. Lost it. (laughs) You know. Yeah, you know. Everyone loves Zuko. Oh my god. Yep. I feel like Zutara was always the at least slightly larger fan base. At least at New York Comic Con where that trailer first aired there were definitely more Zutara fans in the, yeah, so <laughs> in the room the, the problem the major problem with Katang is not that Aang is 12 it's that Aang does not have sex appeal <laughs> it's that people just aren't really uh, uh, attracted to happy bald children with like arrow tattoos that isn't something that we're like scrounging after but like scarred anti-hero especially after he gets a really nice emo haircut yeah yeah people (laughs) like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah but this is really nice so but at the same time i wanted to ask you why do you think Katara ultimately decides to forgive Zuko after all this. I think that that she felt but before that he was pretending to try to connect with her, uh, that he was like doing things to just to get into her good 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 graces. Um, she. She trusted him in Bossing Say, not, not, not because of what he could offer her, but because of just the conversation, the connection that they both talked about their mothers, that they were both sharing uh, their human emotions with each other, and that they were both looking at each other as people, and just. Uh, uh, trusting each other enough to share what is obviously very personal and, and very hurtful to them. And I am sure after um, Zuko betrayed everyone and just broke my heart and broke your heart, yeah. uh, gosh, um, yeah. I'm sure that she felt that she opened herself up 
she was vulnerable and then pun definitely intended she got burned by mm-hmm. and now um she is basically seeing that yes zuko made that bad decision after but that during during that time and now he he does want that human connection he he does care and that he is he is accepting of it and and during this episode they don't they don't talk about um uh zuko losing his mother uh like they did before but out of out of everyone in including sokka uh katara and zuko would would probably relate the best about losing their mothers because both of them have have this mix of guilt and anger with that so so zuko being told by azula uh that um that um that dad is gonna kill you (laughs) and that mom mom basically stopped it and that is why mom mom isn't 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 here anymore so then it's zuko's fault that their mother left and then and then um katara at first feeling like um sh- feeling like uh she she didn't do enough to to stop the murder of her of her mother that she was too slow that she like didn't get there she never says this but i am just inferring because it seems like she she has a lot of guilt about that moment um and then um later and then later on finding out that her mom died protecting her specifically i mean both of them would would feel like they are the cause of this and that and that's something that's really hard <laughs> and that's really difficult and, and 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 like having that connection and just being heard i think mm-hmm. um i i i i think katara's ready to forgive zuko for like betraying her betraying her trust because like she like she started gaining that that trust back the moment that she was able to tell him the story of her mother's death from her point of view so yeah and i think his reaction i think his reaction to it helped too where he was just listening yeah and just committed his her mom for being brave yeah so i kind um, of answered also just i kind of didn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah no worries yeah because for for me i think it was like conversations like that and um zuko just allowing himself to take a back seat and let Katara do whatever it is that she has to do in order to yeah. find closure and just be the support if she needs it. Yeah, like, and Zuko didn't judge her. No, like, yeah, he was arguing with Aang over, you know, his pacifist stance, but at the same time, he wasn't going to force the whole, well, um, you should kill him, Katara, on her if she didn't want to do that either. 
No, Zuko never told Katara to do anything. He just mm-hmm. presented. Yeah, I know opportunity person is. I can find them for you. Yeah, that's all he said. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, maybe because of everything he's been through in his personal worldview, he does feel like it's fine to equate justice with if it means killing that dude. Fine. Oh yeah, but- totally. no, that. Totally. Is- totally a problem <laughs> yeah can't overlook it mm-hmm. but he does not wrong oh yeah right <laughs> yeah I'm but he does surprised that he turned out this good guys <laughs> i know we, we all are holy shit <laughs> yeah. but he does not push that on katara and lets her make her own choice yeah okay um so now yeah. the episode ends it's with great. Zuko asking ang a very Im- a very important question well first he's like yeah, you're writing. Violence wasn't the answer. And Aang's like, never is. <laughs> Acting all high and mighty, like, oh, yeah, I win. Um, and Zuko's like, okay, then I got a question for you. What are you going to do when you have to face my dad? <laughs> okay. Like, well, cut to Aang just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Making yeah. like basically a face that a character in the office would make toward the camera when <laughs> something <laughs> crazy yeah. happened. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, uh, I will probably talk, I will definitely talk about this a few times, but, um, Aang has killed people before. <laughs> yeah, he has. I know. It's totally he's not really acknowledged it. <laughs> yeah. No, like, okay. You know how Batman doesn't use guns? <laughs> and like, instead pushes them off buildings. Yeah, but, it's like, fine. It's fine. Not doing the killing. Gravity um, is yeah kind of what Aang does basically it's like i didn't like take a knife and like stabbed anyone but i totally dropped dropped people that are in tanks off of a cliff Mm -hmm. and i also drowned a bunch of people oh yeah as like spirit yeah at the very least there was um manslaughter at at I mean, or like maybe second, third degree murder, but yeah, yeah also, he's, he's murdered. Yeah. Also, I super wanted to just kill all of the people that had took Appa away from me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't because of Katara. Yeah. Thank God for Katara. No, uh, so, yeah. Uh, so one, it's nice that they did set him up as being a bit self-righteous in this episode so they could strike him right back down with a serious question like that. Because, yeah, good point. And as we're reaching the end of this show, maybe we should address how Aang intends to defeat the Fire Lord. Because for some reason, I'm surprised, like, this question didn't come up earlier, like, around Day of Black Sun time. Like, I feel like it should have. Because this whole debate is something that continues through the end of the finale, basically. But I just expected that that they were going to do a Disney death for the villain <laughs> where he falls off a cliff. Oh, yeah. 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 No. <laughs> Guys, every single Disney villain falls, falls, off, a cliff. <laughs> falls off a cliff in, but like you, you never see the fall. This is, this is not Le Mes. You don't hear them, <laughs> you yeah. see them fall into mist. Yeah. Exactly or- how Zuko fell into mist. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You get Frollo from the Hunchback of Notre Dame who falls into uh, a literal pit, pit of hell. Like, or it's just like mm-hmm. a bunch of fire. Gaston. Um, yeah, Gaston. Well, Gaston, you don't see fall all the way down. 
um okay, not all the way down but or he falls in the mist see him fall into the mist yeah um tar- does tarzan's count because that one's pretty dark um Ooh. clayton like chokes on or, or he he's yeah clayton accidentally hangs himself basically and then <laughs> he falls but the vine that was caught around his neck uh snaps uh, his neck. Or, yeah but they since it was thunder and lightning in that um they you can when the lightning goes off yeah no when the lightning goes off you can see a shadow of him hanging from a tree fuck (laughs) i'm sorry the skeleton was gaston gaston had the lightning skeleton i think you can't see a skeleton in gaston who someone has a lightning skeleton um oh black cauldron i guess maybe because uh, yeah. some... he is a skeleton but oh, yeah <laughs> um, um, but that is yeah some of these deaths or what about they went double time on uh evil queen's death in snow white where she Man. falls off the cliff but then a giant boulder <laughs> falls off with her yeah um, <laughs> like land before time rules <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> right exactly yeah so <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah Seriously, though, I kind of wish they had brought up this question earlier because just given how the this question gets resolved in the finale, which I have mixed feelings about, as I'm sure a lot of people do. One, I just wish it were established earlier so they they could debate it more and maybe even bring up possible solutions or like hint at possible solutions. Well, a bit more. Or- I'm surprised that that this didn't come up when they were trying to defeat the fire alert the first time. You know, yeah, exactly. That, that's so like Sokka was like, Yeah, hey, ready to kill ready the fire lord, right? And it's like, Yeah, and I'm like, What did Aang intend to do exactly once he got to the fire nation's the to the fire lord's door? Exactly, like, <laughs> fight him and then he passes out like a Pokemon. I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, since I he would assumedly have no bending, I guess I he would like bend the after him, yeah, I guess. But the fact that it's not uh, mentioned earlier kind of bothers me. Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, I will I will debate this later, but I think what Aang did to Ozai is worse than death. Yeah. I just wish that what he did was set up earlier and didn't yeah. feel very Dave's ex machina. Yeah, but also <laughs> if we are saying Aang is taking some like moral high moral high ground, I think death might have been better (laughs) (laughs) if you if you want to be less tortury you know yeah (laughs) true i i i don't know i am really gonna talk at it oh yeah we'll definitely be talking about it a lot a lot um yeah but i i do like that the episode ends with that because it the very least while i wish it were established earlier it does start to transition into the probably the biggest debate for the remainder of the episodes yeah uh particularly for ang um yeah so that's the episode really solid awesome katara centric episode maybe my favorite katara centric episode um this this one and bloodbending are oh, yeah. both really, really good Katara wise, but I think this one's stronger. Mm-hmm. Overall. Yeah. Because I think the 
the horror setup of the bloodbending episodes a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like it, but yeah, it, it can be a little on the nose. Um, yeah. And again, uh, again, another successful Zuko field trip. That was the last of the Zuko field Zuko. trips. Yep. Yeah. Which, um, ta- remember, Toph yeah. didn't get her Toph Zuko got robbed because Zuko burnt Toph's feet. This is Zuko's fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As is everything. He does at least get a very nice conversation with her in the next episode. I don't know. Um, this is what fan fiction's for, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, on the whole, like this episode a lot. Uh, question Zuko's motives a little bit in this one, but I still like him a lot, uh, and I like that he was just being supportive. Yeah, <laughs> what is it with you? you? <laughs> I thought he told you less. He was just rage drunk. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's crazy how like one of the darkest episodes of the series has also like the one funniest, of the funniest thing. Yeah, one of the funniest things put to TV. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so fantastic. This is so good. Oh man. Yeah. But uh yeah, so this may have been the darkest episode, but next episode we're gonna get a lot lighter <laughs> before uh, we get into the finale. I can't believe we're nearing the end. Oh my gosh. And yeah, so join us next time when we talk about book three, chapter 17. It's our namesake. namesake. Yeah. The Ember Island Players. Yay. Yay. Wow. So exciting. Best recap episode yeah. ever. Hope. It's all <laughs> <We> have. <laughs> your Zuko costume is pretty good, but your scar's on the wrong side. Oh, which. Oh my god. Fantastic. So until then, stay flaming.